So what does it mean to believe? It's something I've been interested in for a couple years and I've, I've really tried to lock down what does this word belief even mean? So like I know I'm wearing a black shirt right now so I don't need to believe in it. I know that you know I have parents. I don't have to believe that I have parents because I can verify it at any point. I can go see them, I can talk to them. I've, I've seen the effects of them in my life. It seems like belief is reserved for situations where you don't know, you don't have evidence. However, if you talk to a religious person, they often don't use the word that way. If they say they believe in Jesus, for example, and you say, okay, so you don't know for sure, because if you knew for sure, it would be knowing. Um, so it must be that you're, you, know, you don't have evidence, you don't quite know. Oftentimes they will maybe take a little bit of offense at that. It's like, no, 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 I know. Of course Jesus is real. So it's almost like they dance between these two definitions is what I've noticed. Belief and knowing, belief and knowing. So I think because of that phenomenon, I have started defining belief in a specific way. And it is this. Believing means you don't know for sure, you can't prove it necessarily but you are going to act as if it's true. So all your actions, all your words, your entire life is gonna be based on this assumption that you know something. You're gonna act like you know it, even though you don't know it. And I think that accurately describes what most people are doing in their religious beliefs. Because if you ask them, well, is there a chance that you're wrong? And they're like, no, no, there's no chance. It's because they've actually taken the step to choose to treat it like it's true. You know, we could go down the road of, is that the real definition of belief? Like, I believe I have milk in the fridge right now, but I can go verify that. If I can't verify it, if there's no way to prove it, is it really a belief or is it more of a credence? So, you know, belief versus religious credence, there's, you know, you can look that up if you're interested about it. A lot of people seem to think that what religious people are doing isn't belief at all, it is more religious credence. So here's the tricky thing about beliefs, at least in our culture. It's that beliefs become part of our social identities. Let's say our family, like let's say, let's say I'm a Christian, I was a Christian. Most of my friends were Christians. My family was a Christian. My partner was a Christian and all of her family. Basically, I went, you know, I went to Christian school Something that I always kind of knew was that Christians hang out with other Christians. Muslims hang out with other Muslims. You know, atheists like to hang out with other atheists. The reality is, is that people form their social groups around their beliefs. So of course this creates a tricky situation. What happens if your beliefs are changing? there's obviously going to be social ramifications. And I think a lot of times people want to limit those ramifications. Because at the end of the day, can you really control what you believe? Can you really force yourself to believe something? If your mind, your intuition, your, your thinking processes are telling you that something is a certain way, but yet you've got this belief that is contradicting your intuition. How does that manifest? And I think the reality is, is that you see that everywhere. You've got all these people saying they believe something, yet when I look at their actions, the actions tell me they don't actually believe that.
So here's some stats I found, and the reason why I liked these is they actually, they went through and summarized all these different studies on, you know, how religious people are. But in the United States, it's 70% of people are, you know, affiliated with a religion. I've heard other stats where that's as high as 90% of people, you know, believe in some kind of supreme being, even if they don't go to church, even if they don't necessarily pray every day. Um, do they believe that something's out there and listening to them and kind of monitoring their life? Their life? I've heard as high as 90% for that. So when you actually look at religious attendance, 43% um, will go to some kind of religious service at least once a month. And then another 20% will go a few times a year, 18 seldom, 18% never. But I thought this was an interesting stat as well. So in the United States, Basically, half of all people pray daily. Um, 31% several times a day, 18% once a day. So together, these make up 49% of people are praying every day. Another 21% will pray weekly. And 28% of the population pray seldom or never. So the, the people who pray never are only 16% of the population in the United States. The reason why I think that's interesting is you've got all these different stats of people saying how religious they are, but yet at the end of the day, only 16% of people are not praying. So the reason why I wanted to mention this is that these stats kind of prove that not believing in anything is actually a minority, let's say around 15% of the population in the United States. So let's just say for a second that these 15% that don't believe in anything are atheists. I mean, if you actually look at how they describe themselves, some people call themselves atheists, some say agnostics, some say not sure. But the interesting thing about the definition of an atheist, which is an atheist, which means you're not a theist. So if you're not one of those things, technically, you just are an atheist. I think there's a lot of people that don't really like to use the word though, so they don't call themselves that. But you know, at its root, what is an atheist? An atheist is just a person who doesn't buy it. They don't believe. So I actually heard some pretty interesting stats that they actually asked people to rate trustworthiness amongst a bunch of different groups, you know, Christians, Muslims, atheists. And what they found was that in the United States, religious people trust atheists about the same as they trust rapists. So in the United States, it seems clear from the stats that to be a non-believer is a minority and you will probably receive at least a good amount of prejudice if you identify as that. You will be trusted about the same amount as a rapist by a good portion of the population, somewhere between 50 the 70% of the population are not going to trust you for saying, you know what, I don't believe that. So the reality is for many of us who have actually admitted that we don't believe that stuff anymore, you know, you can go on YouTube and find all kinds of people that have sort of come out publicly as saying, you know what, I used to believe that and I just don't believe it anymore. So if you actually go on the internet and listen to the stories of people who used to believe and no longer believe and had to tell some kind of community that they no longer believe, you will quickly realize this is a very difficult process. And I think as a result, there is actually lots of people living 
in this kind of cognitive dissonance where they're pretending to be religious, be a Christian, be a Muslim. They're pretending, they're going through the motions, but inside they don't actually believe it. You know, for myself, this was probably a few year process as I slowly decoupled from things and admitted, you know what, I don't think I actually believe that one little tidbit anymore. And over time, these tidbits add up until one day you realize all at once, I don't believe in this anymore. And I remember when I admitted that, how strange it was. But at that point, I was only admitting it to myself. How do I admit this to other people, right? And that, again, took another amount of time. It probably took a couple years where I kind of pretended to fit in with these people. And I would start discussions with them now and then or have little arguments about, you know, details. But at the end of the day, I didn't believe and I didn't really tell them. So if you have to come out as an atheist, and by atheist I just mean as a person who no longer believes, um, you know, the word agnostic is a funny word to me because it kind of sounds like you just don't believe. You don't, you don't have enough information to know. Well, that kind of means you don't believe. So if you have to come out as an agnostic or an atheist, it kind of suggests that you're living in a situation where it might be a little dangerous or at least socially uncomfortable to do that. So I looked this up. There's actually 13 countries in the world right now that will kill you if you admit to being an atheist. It's actually in their laws that you will receive the death penalty for admitting that you're an atheist. And I mean, that's just, that's just mind-boggling to me. So here's me over here. The worst thing that happens to me is maybe I lose some friends. Maybe my family doesn't really want to hang out with me anymore. Um, but there's actual people where they could lose their lives for admitting that they don't believe. And so there's 13 countries that will kill you, but then there's many more countries that have serious ramifications for leaving the religion. So I was actually chatting with somebody from one of these countries, actually, recently. He messaged me, and he was telling me about how someday he would like to admit it because he doesn't he's no he was a muslim he's not anymore he no longer believes and he was telling me about that challenge because he's not allowed to admit it otherwise his life could be in danger and i just think that is i don't know it's just ridiculous to me that governments want to force people to believe right which is you don't know something is true, but we're going to force you to act like it's true. So you may not live in a country where you're going to get the death penalty, but even in Western cultures, there's serious ramifications for people who leave their belief systems. You know, like people's marriages fall apart. I can sort of attest to that. I grew up as a Christian. I was married as a Christian. So if you're with somebody that is tolerant of your values changing... Uh, maybe you'll be okay. Or maybe somebody whose values change, you know, maybe your values change together. That's probably the best situation for a relationship. But what if you're with somebody that is terrified of your new values? That's going to harm the relationship. Relationships fall apart because of somebody's beliefs changing. You know, you've got parents who disown their kids. You can lose friends. You can lose entire communities of friends. I've even heard of people losing their jobs 
when they come out to their boss that they are no longer a believer. So I've received a couple audio questions that are asking me, how do I tell people that I no longer believe? Like, it sounds so simple, right? It sounds like you should just be able to say, I no longer believe that. And everybody goes, oh, okay. But it's not that simple. Some religions are even more extreme, right? Like, I know a guy who's an ex-Jehovah's Witness, but yet his ex-wife and kids are still deeply ingrained in that religion. And they've basically excommunicated him and almost tried to ban him from seeing his kids simply because he's no longer a believer. So first off, why would you want to tell people that you no longer believe? Well, for me, it's sort of a matter of authenticity. I think it is damaging to one's mental state, mental health, to pretend to be something you're not. And so that's why I always try my best to not have these like lies that you have to uphold. So if you like you know if everybody thinks that you believe in something and you actually don't, I feel like that can start to weigh on a person. But that being said, if you don't feel like a fraud, like if it doesn't really bother you, and I actually know people like this, they're just pretending to be part of the religion, even though I know they don't actually believe it. And I know this because I've asked them some questions, and the way they answer these questions tell me that they don't really believe. And if you don't feel like a fraud, if it doesn't bother you to kind of just fit in, then maybe you shouldn't tell anybody. Maybe you should just keep going along like that because it might be the easiest thing. However, if you are like me and you don't want to live like that, I've got some tips on how to basically accomplish this goal. How do you tell people that you no longer believe? So my first piece of advice here is don't go cold turkey on somebody. Basically, they think you're like a devout Bible-believing Christian and then one day you're like, hey mom, I'm an atheist. I'm not going to church anymore. That's going to hit somebody out of left field and it might cause problems, anger, fear. It's going to trigger all these things inside that person. There's actually this psychological process, which it, it's eluding my mind right now, but it's basically this concept of warming people up to something. Like, like, let's say you really want to do a particular thing that's going to be quite surprising to somebody if you just dropped a bomb. Um, instead of doing that, you like slowly over time will leave little hints. And to be honest, I think that's what I did to a lot of people. I think maybe a lot of people weren't really that surprised in the end when I actually declared that I was no longer a Christian. It's because for the last you know years before that, I was asking questions and dropping hints and saying a lot of things that maybe a normal Christian doesn't say. So that would be my first piece of advice. Try to make it a slow process. Be like, you know what, I'm going to slowly do this over the next month or two. I'm going to slowly let this person know. So the next thing I want to point out is that when you tell a family member, a close friend that is a believer that you no longer believe, more often than not, they will try to talk you out of it right there on the spot. And if you've actually gotten to this point of telling people that you no longer believe, anything that that person says at that point, it's probably going to be old news to you. It's, it's not going to be new information. And, and you're, it's not like you're going to be like, wow, I had never considered that before. Um, like for myself, 
when I decided that I was no longer a Christian. At that point, I'd already read everything there was to read on, that I could find anyway on why is Christianity true? Why is it not true? So at this point, for this person off the top of their head, just to throw out some new information is very unlikely. So the reality is, is they are going to be tempted to argue with you. And I think at this stage, it's really important that you don't argue. If there's one thing I've learned about religious people is that I've never changed somebody's mind by arguing with them. Not a single time. It's not like you get into a good, hard argument with somebody and at the end they're like, wow, you've really changed my mind. No, more often than not, it almost just hardens their identity even more and makes them just not like you and not trust you and almost like classify you as an other. And once somebody classifies you as the other, those people over there that we don't trust, just like I said with the stats about atheists being tr trusted about as much as rapists, once you get classified as that, anything that you say is no longer credible. If you do want to convince them, it will be a long process. It will be multiple conversations over months or years even. There is nothing that you're going to say in a single conversation that is going to change their mind, especially when they're in this like fear-based response thing. So you just drop this bomb on them. They will try to argue with you. I think it's really important to try your best not to argue. They might be like, well, you should believe in God because of X, Y, and Z. And I think it's best to keep it simple and be like, this has been a long process for me with a lot of consideration, a lot of reading. And we can talk about those things if you like going forward. But for right now in this conversation, I just want to keep it simple and let you know that I have decided to do this. So the second thing I think we should keep in mind as we have these conversations. If it's somebody that really deeply cares about you, let's say it's your parents, they will blame themselves. So I actually watched this hidden camera that somebody had put as he told his mom that he was no longer a Christian. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, one of the first things that she did was like put her you know, her head into her hands and start blaming herself that she must have done something wrong. She didn't raise him properly. You know, maybe she allowed him to do things that, you know, she shouldn't have allowed him to do. Immediately it becomes this, this blame thing, especially for a parent. And to be honest, I'm not sure that I can really blame them for doing that. If you actually believe in this religion and that if you don't believe in it, you will spend eternity burning in hell. Like if you actually believe that, to hear your child say that they are choosing that over eternal life with you in heaven, I mean, it would almost, it would have to be extremely distressing and almost a type of mourning that would happen as you mourn your child's eventual demise, right? So I think it makes complete sense for people who truly believe to be extremely distressed. So you have to keep this in the back of your mind that they are worried for you at this point. Is their worry based on anything real? Maybe not. But I think the important thing for us to do in this situation is to reassure these people that it is not their fault. There is nothing they could have done or said or not done that would have changed this outcome. This outcome is more a logical decision based on all your experience and all your research. 
And I think it's best to let people know that really they didn't have a part in your decision. So going back to what I was saying there about being scared of your demise into hell. I mean, I'm not trying to target this directly towards Christianity. It could be any religion, but you know, I came from Christianity. So the examples I have will probably be based on that. The funny thing is about Christians and atheists is that Christians, like I said, are extremely untrusting of atheists. There's all these preconceived ideas about what atheism is and what those atheists are like. Oftentimes they're kind of perceived as like lost, as unhappy people, maybe they, people that don't have any morals. There's no moral grounding. They, they must just be able to do whatever they want, right? Because there's no God telling them what's right or wrong. And the problem is, as you begin to identify as a person who doesn't believe, it's going to be very hard for them not to project some of these things onto you. And they might start to assume that the only reason you're saying this or doing this is because you must be depressed or you're unhappy. And it's almost like they will start to treat you like you are those things. Because if you were in a good place, you wouldn't be doing it, right? So the next thing to keep in mind is that oftentimes when you tell people that you no longer believe, they will assume and start to look for things that might have poisoned your mind because that's how they see it. They'll be like, you were on the right path until you started listening to that music or watching that kind of TV or movies or you started hanging out with that person. Those people kind of pulled you off the path and there might be this temptation for them to criticize those things and try to get you to stop partaking or listening or watching or hanging out with those people. Again, the solution to this is to reassure them that all those things had nothing to do with it. This is more of a logical process than it is just some whimsical thing that maybe some music happened to like take you away from God. At least for me, and it's, it's sort of like the quote that says, the path to atheism is littered with Bibles that have been read cover to cover. It's because many people that leave the religions, myself included, before I did it, the amount of research and reading that went into it is that I, the reality is, is I probably know more about Christianity, I know more about the Bible than 95% of Christians do. So another thing to keep in mind is that as you tell people they may manipulate you. They may try to make it about them and almost guilt you back in. And, and you know, manipulate unintentionally, I think. It's not like they're intentionally doing it, but they, they might start throwing out ramifications. Like, let's say it's a pastor. Let's say your dad's a pastor. I actually know somebody whose dad's a pastor and he, be, you know, he left, the, left Christianity. You have to understand that that's going to be extremely embarrassing to him as a pastor. He can't even pastor his own son. You know, what gives him the right to pastor an entire church? So intuitively, that father might know that, and he might try to put that guilt back onto his son as the son tells him that he no longer believes. But, you know, you can't believe something out of guilt. It sort of goes back to my original question. Can you really force yourself to believe anyway? Like right now, if somebody said, the sky is purple, I need you to believe that, otherwise I'm going to kill you. 
is there anything that I can do in my mind to honestly believe that the sky is purple right now? I might be able to say, yes, I believe the sky is purple, but inside my brain, do I really believe that? I personally feel that maybe you can't force yourself to believe. You have to just accept whether you believe it or not. So keeping all those things in mind, I think it's really important to reassure people as you tell them these things. And the reason why is they've been conditioned to think all these bad things about non-believers. They're, they don't have morals, they're not good people, um, you know, they're not capable of love. I think it's really important at this point to not change anything else. Still try to be a good person to them. Tell them that you love them. Tell them that you don't want the relationship to change. Another thing that I've found helps is to say, this isn't a belief for me. I don't believe that there's no God. I just, at this point, don't believe. I haven't found good enough evidence to know that this thing is true. Um, so what I say is, if something comes along at some point, some good evidence, some new thing that I haven't thought of, maybe I'll change my mind. And so I found that if I say that, it kind of makes people think that, oh, oh, so he's still open to discussions. He's not completely closed off. I, you know, maybe can present some arguments that might sway him. So I kind of let people believe this because, you know, the reality is I want to stay open. I'm always open to discussions and considering things that people have to say. And the reality is if you can maintain a good relationship with somebody, hopefully in the future, this will lead towards healthy conversations and you can discuss all the things that you've learned in a healthy way and this person hopefully will learn something from that that you know you can still have a relationship when you have a different religion i think a lot of people are really confused about that so really i think what you need to do is define what success is for the these types of conversations before you go in and success is no yelling, no fights, no arguments, and you've left the conversation in such a way that you can have another conversation in the future. That, to me, should be the ultimate goal of telling somebody that you no longer believe. It should not be to convince them. And you know, I'm guilty of this. I've done that all the time. I've, in my past, I've tried to convince people. And slowly over time, over literally hundreds of conversations at this point, it's like I've just come to the realization that it's very unlikely for me to change somebody's mind by arguing. The only way for me to change their mind is to get them to trust me, trust my opinion, and then slowly over time we work through some of these things. And the sad reality is that many people can't do that. And you have to remember that as you do this, it's very possible that you will lose friends or friends will distance themselves from you or your family might distance themselves from you. And I think that's why it's really important to remain consistent and not, try not to change anything else. Don't change the relationship from your end. So I'll tell you a quick little story. I had, you know, I put out those videos why I had left Christianity and it wasn't that long ago. I hadn't even told most people in my life that I wasn't a Christian anymore. And I think that a lot of people kind of found out from that video. So it kind of went through my community and now it seems like a lot of people know. And a lot of people are really cautious of me now as a result. But 
It also helped me to find out who my real friends were. So I got a couple Christian friends still that, that still accept me for who I am, and they're okay with it. Anyway, thanks for making it to the end of the video. I'll actually give a shout out to Michael Kennedy, who was the one who sent me an audio question, which was, you know, what is the best way to tell people that he no longer believes? So thanks for the idea for this video. And if you guys have any other questions about this, feel free to send me an audio question, leave a comment, and otherwise, I hope you have a great day. See you later.